thanks for calling the No Guts No Galaxy podcast phone. Uh, sorry, the guys can't answer the phone right now because they're, um, tied up. Uh, in the meantime, uh, why don't you just listen to this uh, recording of the No Guts No Galaxy podcast? Uh, here, I'll start it for you right now. No Guts No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Listen up, partner. Word around here is that the Merrick Gunfighter Alliance is rolling through the inner sphere. Reckon those pilots came in from the Free Worlds League. You hearing me, son? The gunfighters have proven themselves on the battlefield. Ain't no way around it. They fill in any role for all Merrick units, from scout to assault, and with prompt, deadly support, I tell you. Now, there are two kinds of people here in MWO, the ones with loaded guns and the ones in a smoking mech heap. Which one are you? Join us at MerrickGunfighterAlliance.Engine.com and find out what it takes to be a gunfighter. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, New Galaxy podcast number 52. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is November 20th, 2012, and my shout-out, well, it's going to be a particular shout-out. It's in the face, and there's a specific link, and oh my god, I saw this. I'm a Manchester United fan. Yes, the Mighty Reds. We will win and conquer all, but ow, shit. That the... does look painful. A bit, yeah. And yes, I did Photoshop it, of course, because I'm that leap. That's how I roll. <laughs> Yeah, good skill. And Darren, who do you have tonight? Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out tonight goes to one of our listeners who wrote in and said that they're listening to all of our podcasts from the top, number one, to our current podcast. And so I want to give a shout-out to Mech Warrior Donamir. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and thank you for listening. Yeah, Donamir, appreciate it, especially number one to 52. Thank you so much. Quite a uh, task. And considering how many hours that is listening to my voice, you are a strong Ouch. individual, sir. I know, right? Greg, who do you have tonight, buddy? Well, there's a shout-out to the Battalion.com MWO writing staff. They're pretty critical of uh, the game at times, but it's good to keep them honest and not have a bunch of yes-men. So. And speaking of which, I just wanted to, with that, say you know thank you, Rayzilla, out there. Um, it was actually a good conversation we had on Skype. And uh, like uh, Greg said, it's good to have that. And... Uh, Good, uh, good articles. Keep them coming. And Laura, who do you have tonight? Hey, this is Laura, a.k.a. BB Wolf, and my shout-out tonight goes to Phaedra Sagan. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure she will appreciate that. And uh, Phaedra, it's always good to see you. Thank you for waking up to be a part of the live studio audience. And I just want to welcome everyone in our live studio audience. We actually have a, quite a crowd tonight. Phil? And of course, 
You've been a bad, bad boy. I skipped him, didn't I? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can really feel the love in this one. Step, you, okay, roll back. Stepchild, do you have anything? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hell, and my shoutouts today are going to, first of all, Star Citizen, it's really taken on kind of a life of its own. Uh, second to our guest, Russ. Uh, thirdly, uh, to our live studio audience, and mainly the first ghost, because they really showed up in force. Woot. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> yeah, my, my bad. My bad, B. Mm -hmm. And of course, welcome to all of our live studio audience and, and our new listeners, if you're first turning in. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. And we ask, if you have the ability, go to our website right now and give us a tip if you can. There's a tip jar on the right side of the website. And we'd appreciate all the support you have. Thank you again. Indeed. And also want to remind our listeners that uh, we had David A. White, the, uh, the famous mech warrior artist on our show a while back. And he offered anybody who visits his website, mechazone.com, and we'll link that up here. If you make a purchase, he's got some amazing artwork and books and so forth. Uh, all you have to do is enter the code GUTS, in all caps, G-U-T-S, when you uh, place your order, and you'll get 20% off anything on his website so again thank you david you're awesome david awesome indeed all right it is time f well you know what you see that first line there bb you want to read it it's time for the no guts no galaxy news founded in 2011 reporting in 3049 and now for the news billy mays here for chaos legion have you pirates in the periphery Crusaders on your planets? A grudge with another house? Chaos Legion is the answer to your political problems. Specializing in shotgun diplomacy, Chaos Legion extends your policies without the need for ambassadors or even conversation. Chaos Legion will obliterate, annihilate, subjugate, mutilate, shoot, stab, crush, and burn your opponents into compliance. If you have the coin, we have the capacity. Visit your local Comstar HPG network station for your quote today. And remember, your route to galactic domination starts with Chaos Legion. All right. Are you buying something on Amazon.com? If you are, click through our website link. It'll help support us. Won't add anything to your bill or your cost Where of your item. Where is that, Darren? Where is it on our website? On the left-hand side, a little bit down uh, on the left. Just click now, through there. You don't have to click on. You don't have to buy the item you're clicking. I know it's kind of a little weird, but just go to Amazon, find the item you're looking for, buy it, and uh, we'll get a little kickback. That being said, our new website is in development. We've been talking about it for a while. It's All looking of, awesome. Yes, want to say thank you again to Dave. You know who you are working on this. Thank you again. Yep, uh, actually, both to Adam and Dave. They've both been huge helps. Love them both, and thank you, thank you. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit for your own unit sponsorship ad on uh, our podcast? Go to the donation page on our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net. Make a unit sponsorship donation of $20, and your ad will be included in the uh, first available show. And speaking of show, just to let everyone know, December is full. It's booked up. I already had that. It's already pushed into January. So if you're wanting your ad, make sure you get a hold of me. Um, I try to get around to all the units. I'm like a war. Uh, I, I do. I try to make my rounds, but he just I don't keeps hopping from what unit to unit to unit. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you pick up from all of these? Units? Phil likes to uh, drop in and sit on your unit. I always have oh. armored protection, ferrofibrous. Okay. So now that we've made the point that uh, 
Phil is a whore. I'll move on. The unit directory is also online. Don't forget to get listed in there. And if you want, you can upgrade to a premium listing, which will get you more visibility, more eyes, and more people to your website. Are you a part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Tactics, Living Legends, MechWarrior 4, Mega Mech, or any other Battletech or MechWarrior-related group? If so, reserve your spot on our No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you log in, contact Phil, Sean Lang, and he will set you up. Also, I think, Phil, we're going to pull the trigger on it. Can we, can we say that now? We're going to increase the size of not our unit, but of our TeamSpeak server? Yeah, we'll actually be moving to a 400-man server within the next, uh, I would, I'm would. i going to say within the next uh, few weeks. That being said, what's going to happen is uh, we will get it all set up, like the current one, uh, with a few more bells and whistles, and then we'll slowly migrate over that, get all the units so everyone knows, so we don't just cut it off. So you guys will know ahead, you know, a week ahead of time. So again, thank you. So because of your support, we are growing. So thank you for supporting us, and please continue, and we'll keep growing. We'll keep growing our unit. In the international listener news, this week, uh, let's see here. Finland stays at number five. Sweden moves down one spot to number four. Germany moves up one spot to number three. And holding strong at number two and number one, Australia and Canada. Canada still number one. The latest comic was posted yesterday. What do you guys think? That was pretty fucking hilarious in my opinion. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love them. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the next one. Number seven is even more hilarious. But I just sort of, I don't know. I really enjoy them just for the ha-ha factor and sort of the puns that are in them and all the hidden messages. But I can't just get over with all of these, like, grammar Nazis. Like, you post on Facebook, you post on our website, like, really, guys, we're where you're. Look, we're only human. Sometimes we forget. No, no. If you can't, If you can't enjoy the comic for what it is, I mean, really... You're but welcome. we do we do need that help though obviously i think at some point we're going to get the whole uh, editing process down and and none of us will miss us i mean those these things pass uh, over you know all of our eyes we we sit down and we try and edit should these we things. not be drinking when we do the proofreading <laughs> baby maybe that's what it is or some of yeah anyway uh we are working at getting better at the editing and getting the grammatical errors out of there but we do appreciate your help in pointing those out and we will get uh, those fixed the community spotlight this week is again from Max Fightmaster. Uh, Phil, why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Now, of course, one of the, the big things I follow on the forums is the art section. I love the art section. I don't know what it is. I just do. And of course, Max Fightmaster, he was the one who did the chibi artwork. Here's the first one. He's got a centurion and a cicada. I love it. I, I just, there's just something funny about it. And of course, you know, he was sort of the inspiration for the, uh, you know, the comic and getting that moving forward. So again, Max, amazing work. I want to see more. And thank you again for posting these because I really do enjoy them. I agree. And if you have something that you'd like us to feature in the community spotlight, send your submissions to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net and we'll get in the next show. Local games, we've got two this week. So the first one is the Table's Edge Comics and Games in, let's see, Amarillo, Texas. It's on Georgia Street, Suite 131, Wednesday evenings and weekends. Open to vets and those wanting to learn to play, contact Brandon at Azrael at SuddenLink.net. The second game is at the Bookery Fantasy Store, I guess, in uh, Ohio, Fairborn, Ohio. Uh, they play classic Battletech games twice a month. Usually starts at 12.30 p.m. on Saturdays. Contact Jim Topa at the.godfather at ameritech.net. 
uh, if I'm reading all this too fast, all this contact info will be in the show notes when the podcast goes live. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or do you want to? If so, we'd love to announce it for you for free and promote it. Email us at localgames@nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info. And, of course, to all these guys that we are mentioning, don't forget to send us your pictures so that we can post those and have fun. Making fun of you? No, just enjoying the fact that people are out there playing the tabletop and jealous that we aren't. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3, like our current upgrade equipment, software, prizes, and other projects. Check out our tip jar. That is new. Uh, Thank you, Dave, for adding that. On the right side of our website, uh, real easy, drop-down menu, click on the amount you want, and it'll, uh, it's, it's just a much easier process than before. Also, there's, of course, unit sponsorships and George Ledoux recorded messages and ads and T-shirts. That is it. That's the news, Phil. All right, Mech of the Week, your vote, your choice. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. Carried aloft upon the winds of battle, we drift through the inner sphere, wandering masterless and homeless, stricken by the memories of what was. Our forefathers were forced to witness the death and destruction of all they held dear, left behind by their fellow Star League soldiers, driven from the world they called home, hounded at every turn by the so-called Lords of Succession. Now we have been forced to live in exile and this mercenary lifestyle, fighting in the pay of one power or another, earning enough money to keep ourselves and our families whole, struggling to retain our independence. Yet even here, we retain our honor and serve only the noblest of causes, hoping against hope that someday the winds of battle shall carry us back to the home we cannot name once more. We are the Windborn Highlanders. The winds shall carry us home. Join us, windbornhighlanders.com, for recruitment and contracts. All right, you guys voted. Now, this is obviously a little belated because of all the uh, delays we had, and I just want to say thank you for being patient. I was moving, and yes, I do like my new apartment. It's awesome, and my dog likes it, or as Darren calls it, my predator. And <laughs> no garage. I know, right? No garage. It's not like... What are we going to stop in the middle of the podcast for now? I don't know. I'm sure we'll come up with plenty of things to stop for. You guys voted um, the Hatchetman. It's actually... I love this mech, by the way. Maybe just a little shout out to someone in or being a guest on the show. Wink, wink. Anyways, let's talk about it. Uh, It's a medium mech, 45 tons. It goes 64 kph. And it has jump jets, so of course it fits right into what I like to pilot. Now, weaponry, should we classify that one weapon? I mean, it's pretty much awesome. Should we call it a hatchet or a cleaver or a, you know? Well, considering it's the hatchetman, I'd say we call it a hatchet. And I definitely think, yes, it's classified as weaponry. Maybe not for MWO, uh, at, at least at this point, but uh, well, for all other... <laughs> and chance. Yes. Um, it's It's got a hatchet, two medium lasers, and an AC-10. And specifically, the one thing, I have used this for the tabletop, actually, and I love actually doing um, physical attacks. It's just one of those things that, I don't know, you roll the dice, you get a hit or miss, or 
Heck, sometimes you miss and then you fall on your ass and do more damage to yourself. But have you, any of you guys used this in a tabletop or Mega Mech? Mm, can't say that I've used it in Mega Mech. I'm sure I have in the tabletop back in the day. Um, and I do love uh, physical attacks in the tabletop and Mega Mech. I mean, you gotta even playing Mega Mech, I love the options. It'll be like, do you want to kick or do you want to punch? Well, when you have one of these, it's like, okay, go ahead and try to kick me, right? I've got a hatchet. Mm-hmm. You get now, an attack of opportunity with that? Yeah. Sweet. It's basically, I mean, yeah, go play it. It's fun. Yep. So the, if- uh, the Hatchet Man was designed in 3023 during the Succession Wars. It was actually designed by Dr. Bonsai of the Federated Sons' new Avalon Institute of Science. Probably the most iconic of those as well. And there are a couple others, but I think the Hatchet Man pretty much... I don't know. I, well, for me growing up, it was always the the melee mech because it's got like that nice slim design and the axe that's really brutal. It's a medium with good movement profile and all-around awesomeness. There are and, a few others and heavier ones, but I just didn't like them as much. And then, you know, of course, um, me growing up when I was a kid, this was the toy along with the other uh, toys of the cartoon. Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing that's this right. toy. I never had it. Yes, I actually... And, and the missile or the lasers uh, were missiles and stuff, so it was... Right. It oh, was a little, I think it was actually, a little weird, huh? I think that was the Axeman, but they very they share very similar silhouettes. So I think yes, I think that was the Axeman actually. But you can see both have hatchets, cleavers. So the hatchet plus its uh, weaponry, at least for this variant, makes it a great uh, urban combat mech. Nice to get in close quarters. You know, you get some medium lasers and an auto cannon to the face, and then a hatchet in the back. Perfect. I believe it's an auto cannon ten. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it gets upgraded to a. Pretty sure it's the LBX variant when 3050 came out. Even better it. for urban combat. Oh, yeah. Did I ever tell you guys we got to test shotgun shell rounds, canister rounds, and tanks at Lejeune? Did I ever tell you that? Did you do like skeet shooting? Were you in your tank and you go pull and they fire them up there? And, yeah, but no. instead of, yeah, real people. Mm-hmm. No. Um, nice. Anyways, I'll have to tell that story one day, maybe. Uh, anyways, some notable pilots. Um, obviously, we have Kai Allard Liao uh, was piloting the Hatchet Man during his stunning victory over the Falcon Guards at the Great Cache of, as you guys pronounce it, Twycross. Twycross in 3050. Now, actually, the funny part about that is, yes, he defeated him, but the way he did it was even more spectacular because he made that was his a good mech book. And every other mech basically die in a well, ball of fire or He basically uh, rocks. cheated. Like Kai does in pretty much every fight. Hey, whatever, man. You use any means necessary to come home to your loved ones. He you used his me, Greg? greatest any weapon of all, his head. Yes, exactly. And he the greatest woman. weapon of all, other people preparing the battlefield for him. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to use your uh, subordinates to do the best of the, their abilities. Other I'm, I'm not normally pilots? so negative about Kai, but I think he gets way too much credit. You're just fight. jealous. Other notable pilots, Tara Campbell's signature mech was, of course, a hatchetman, and General Jessica Quarles of the Davion Light Guards RCT piloted the 6D variant during the FedCom Civil War. Yeah, I would definitely try out the melee uh, abilities for battle mechs if you never have. Because of the hatchet, it gets like a bonus to damage and all that, so they're wrecking. It's, it's pretty awesome, so try them out. 
All right, we're going to be moving on to our guest. And of course, I just want to say welcome back, Russ. It's awesome to have you on the show. And if you guys do not know, this is Russ Bullock. He's the president of Piranha Games, who are currently making, of course, MechWare Online. And I just want to say welcome again, Russ. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Can't wait to um, talk about the game with you guys. Excellent. Well, last time uh, we dove in uh, as far as a Mech Devs and Beer number two. You were the primary uh, guest for that. And we dove into a specific topic, and you're here to basically clarify. Yes, that's clarify the third-person issues real quick, and then we're basically going to move on. So first off, third-person clarification. Uh, do you just want to talk about that real quick? Uh, yeah, I, I think probably first we shouldn't even call it clarification just because I really don't know how much clarifying I'm going to do for people because I think I'm going to just tell a little bit of a story if you guys are fine with that. I'm Let's start hear it off. Absolutely. Right. Well, first off, I am officially, uh, when it comes to McMurray or anyhow, or pretty much in general when it comes to games, I am a, a, a third-person camera hater. Okay? I'm, I am a hater. I, I'm a first-person guy. I like the immersiveness of first-person. Always have right back to uh you know doom and all those games and i never did like playing in, in third person and certainly in all the past mech warrior games i never made use of first person ever or sorry i never made use of third person ever i was always a um you know a first person guy and so the story though really is when it comes to mech warrior online i was always in the in in the camp even when we had you know great uh people like jordan wiseman tell us that you know, the past MechWarrior games really are about 50-50 split. On the analytics that they they gathered, about 50% of people played with third person. That's lots, right? And that's hard to ignore, really, when you're trying to make a game, you know, viable. And, but I was always doing a pretty good job of ignoring it. I was always coming up with reasons why I don't know, you know, not this game, etc. Um, at any rate, you know, it's one of those conversations that always comes up, though, when it, again, when we look at sure all of us the core players we don't want it we're not going to use it but if we ever want to grow this game beyond just i don't know how many right hundred thousand or so we want to grow this game right i think all of us you know all the time everyone's saying russ where's where's melee right where's this where's that where's an entire single player game well right now you guys are witnessing really the rebirth of mech warrior i mean it, MechWarrior Living Legends, some of these, you know, the MechTech guys, there's been a lot of guys doing some some really great stuff for a long time, but if we ever truly wanted to see a big product like MechWarrior Online, it was going to take someone investing many millions of dollars, and it truly is uh, upwards in the, you know, approaching, be close to $10 million in not too long. I mean, it's a big production, right? It takes a lot of money to make a game like MechWarrior Online and to continue to expand it. Um, and if there was ever going to be a chance of another single-player game or something on those lines, or if we were to, you know, expand MechWarrior Online, you know, and just continue to grow community warfare and PVE encounters single-player and, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, we really needed to generate... Oh, first off, we need to bring all those MechWarrior fans out of the woodwork, right? And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. You guys have helped. All of you guys have been around. And, and we've got a core group that's, that's great. Um, but... We also need to bring in a lot of new players, and um, some of the stuff would just be repeat information. But there's just some people, believe it or not, and you can you know mock them or ridicule them, but they're used to playing in third person. They understand playing third person, and especially when you have a game like MechWarrior, we all get it, and it's second nature to us. And I'll tell you a story later on about a Jenner I saw 
um, today in game, which was just ridiculous how good some of you guys are getting at the game. But it's it's second nature to us, but believe it or not, it's extremely difficult for a new player. I mean, it is like it's like watching your mom, you know, try to program the the VCR, and even just saying VCR, I dated myself, right? So some of you laughed. You, you get what I'm saying. Some of these guys get in there and they're trying to manipulate their torso independently with the mouse and and the throttle. They don't really quite get right. They're used to shooters. You let go W, and there's a million and one ideas to how to fix this, but frankly a brand new user they want to they want to see what's going on they want to see their 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 mech right they want to watch it they, they think there's nothing better and they think we're just as out to lunch by never wanting to see the outside of our mech they're like why would you never want to do that so i mean the bottom line is we think if we want to grow the game beyond just just a core game we're just just us you know sort of mentality ultimately we're going to need it but we also want to, I would view it almost like first person is, you know, the be all end all, the creme de la creme, like the ultimate pinnacle experience. And ultimately everyone should be trained to play in that mode. And it's, we could almost look at third person, like uh, almost like a training type of environment. But the bottom line is we have to ask ourselves, say, okay, so why do we care? You know, why do I, or you as a hardcore MechWire fan, why do, why do you give a shit? You know, it's like, it's like, okay, let's think about that. Why would why would I give a crap? Well, first off, if I never have to play in third person, I shouldn't care, for one, right? Number two, if the other person is playing in third person, does it give them some advantage against me? And that's one, one of the biggest concerns we're trying to tackle. And so there's a, there's a number of thoughts, but obviously the simplest way is, okay, don't ever play against anyone who's running third person at all. So that's uh, really become a matchmaking mode. And... Uh, that's one of those things we're thinking about, one of those things we're discussing. I think it's a very real possibility. I'm not here today just making ultimate promises, but I think that's a very logical solution. It's like, well, okay, I was don't ever say, play Russ, against those guys. Well, we don't need to talk on this too much because I think I think you've been you were very, very clear on the last Mech Steps and Beer. You were. You basically said your own personal opinion has changed and you have to look as a game developer if you don't look at your audience if you don't look at what people want and whether you guys believe it or not in live studio audience some of you there are people that like third person and here's the thing if they introduce third person and they make it specifically a different mode you're never going to play against someone who's in third person you'll be in first person so why do you care and then the argument is oh you'll be splitting your player base look when there's over a hundred thousand people playing it doesn't matter if there's 500,000 people playing on one side and 500 you will never notice when you launch that game the competitive everything you won't even notice so again Russ I think you've been I'd like to clear on it I'd like to make a comment like and, and correct me if I'm wrong here Russ but number one uh, this is all the stuff that you're considering at this point nothing is written in stone nothing is being changed tomorrow you're just having to consider because you need to grow your player base and you need to grow your business so that we can get all the things we wanted added in this game as well as possibly more games, etc. down the road. And then the second point is that if you consider doing third person, you are also considering having some kind of feature that makes it so that if you don't want to fight in first per, uh, third person and you don't want to fight other people in uh, third person, then that would be, like you were saying, a, a, a match mode or whatever, matchmaker option. Um, I have yet to hear anybody give me a reason why, given those 
options, that would not there, be there, good enough. There is no valid. Um, I mean, there's it, none. I, I've I talked mean, people, to a ton of people out there, and the reality of things are, there's a small portion of people that are like, "Oh no, freaking third person." Anything Piranha can do to cater towards people playing this game, it do means it. more well, Mac yeah. Warrior for all of us. Yeah. Well, let's, what let's what let's I think jump. is happening oh, is. What I think is happening this is something I've been seeing a lot of with Eve over the past 48 hours with a strategy document that was released. When people hear something that they're really afraid of, they don't listen to the other half of it. That third, They're going to go, third person, third person, they're not hearing in a different match mode. What they're going to say is, third, it's, it's third person, they're going to ruin the game. Then the other end of that is, even if they do hear you, for some reason, in their paranoid brains... They're not going to believe that you'll actually do it. That you'll you'll just put in third person. You won't go the extra step of differentiating the two and keeping them separate. And they're just sort of like la 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 if you try to explain it any other way. Yeah, because person. they're afraid. That's all. All right. Well, hey, I, I understand. I think I think they get the point. I think ultimately we've got some passionate people, and a lot of times you, you, there isn't really necessarily a reason other than they're extremely passionate about MechWarrior and passionate about. Um, MechWire being a first-person game, and um, you know any kind of third-person aspect of it um, kind of makes everyone shudder and think of Mech Assault. But uh, truth is, you know some of those other Mech Warrior products had third-person views, and people used them, and it still was very much Mech Warrior. So um, the number one concern for me is that you know again, if you play a game like World of Tanks, something you spin your mouse and you kind of peek around that rock and see, oh his ass is facing me, I'm going to pop out now and get him. So that's the biggest gameplay concern, and we need to make sure we handle that so there's no advantage. Um, but other than that, there is a lot of big positives. I mean, you know, it is, it's right. You can pop out when you're running across the big map and no one's you know, no one to fight, and you just spin around and just look at your mech and just go, oh, I look like a hard ass. You know I mean? The, all that stuff is, there's a lot of great stuff, you know, be able to see your mech and stuff. So I think in the end, it's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of positive wins from it, and we just have to make sure from a matchmaking perspective that you know, there isn't a gameplay advantage given to those that use it. And if we can do that, then really it's a win-win because even those that play 100% in first person are going to enjoy some aspects of third person and, and just, you know, looking at their battle mechs and, like I say, screenshots, a lot of great videos going up on YouTube. There's going to be a lot of, you know, really great things from just being able to see, you know, third person gameplay. Well, right. I think that does a good job of at least clarifying, you know, your if it's not clarifying third person because obviously you're not there yet, it's at least clarifying your viewpoints and uh and the just the fact that you're you're looking into these things, nothing's been decided yet. But let's move on to some of the cool things that have happened in the last day. All right. So, obviously the Twitch event with uh the Piranha Hunt is going to be going on tomorrow. Um are you going to actually be participating in that Russ? I am. So I think I'm going to be the first person that you get to kill. Um, I think, you know, right around the beginning, I'm jumping in. So I'll be there. You bet. You can come try and kill me. So hopefully I have a pretty good team uh, watching my back. So yeah. there you go. If you're mad at Russ now, you can go kill him tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Or I challenge you, if you're in a match with Russ, why don't you be the bigger man? What, think you can guard him? What's, what's harder, kill one person or guard one person? I don't know. That should be interesting. I All think right. with Russ, the more difficult would be protecting him. I was going to say, he does run around in a dragon normally, so just letting everyone know that. <laughs> Sorry, Russ, blow your cover. Oh. And uh, I know a ton of people have actually played against you uh, in the closed beta, and of course, open beta, you're always running around. So, 
you know, looking forward to tomorrow. It's actually going to be really cool doing the Twitch event. And uh, hopefully, you know, we make you proud when we're uh, looking at you, keep you in. So. What are the uh, details on the Piranha Hunt, uh, Phil? Let's make sure our listeners all know this is happening tomorrow at uh, what time? It's from 6 to 8 tomorrow PST, which is 9 p.m. Eastern to 11 o'clock at night. So it's a little late, but obviously that gives you a chance to get home from work log in and well try to get a piece of the devs indeed uh very much looking forward to that and then also this is a big one for me added today in today's patch the cataphract awesome mech what do you guys think love it well we're going to talk specifically a little bit about that but i just want to ask russ while we have him here because he does have to go he's a busy man do you have a favorite variant of the cataphract russ well i've actually only got a chance to play the 4x because uh, there was a lot of talk, you know. 4X is has got um, uh, ballistic hard points in both arms, so obviously the natural uh, uh, thought was, uh oh, you know, we just got a brand new, you know, Gaza pult. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people are going to be trying to put dual Gazas in that thing, and and you know, what's that going to be like? Uh, I bought it, I took it out. Um, there's a, and we can we can come back to that that Gaza pult question in a second. But first off, I took that one out there. I took it out stock. And I really liked it. I mean, as you know, I like mechs with a little more mobility um, than uh, than that because I use my dragon. But I just left it with the with the AC5s in both arms, and uh, firing rate's good, and you know they're very accurate, very fast um, ballistic speed on the AC5s. So I actually had a really good time. I thought the mech was that might be my very favorite variant, I guess at the at the moment for sure. That is also the one that I purchased, and uh, yeah, I threw a couple AC10s in there. Uh, some streak missiles and i'm having a lot of fun with it still going to experiment with other weapon systems and so forth and some other variants but great mech beautiful mech and so far everything that i was hoping it would be and of course we'll talk about that in a little bit but uh russ i would appreciate it if you did stay if you have to go um you know it's been a pleasure it's really up to you Uh, but we are going to be moving on to the rest of the podcast and again we'd love to have your feedback throughout the show well i just and I don't mind just finishing up and just saying that, uh, you know, again, just we appreciate all the fans. We're, um, we take you guys seriously. You know, we just want you to, uh, you know, share your opinions, try to share them with us with, without too much emotion. Um, but we're always listening. You know, there's always hot topics. People are like, you know, the Gaza pulse and, and, you know, these sort of issues. I mean, balancing is going to be, you know, an ongoing thing. And um, we're looking at some interesting ideas right now on how to do that. And we don't want to, of course, change... Um, if the if the variant has those hard points, then you know that is what it is. We're not going to change the rules and say, well, now you can't even make Gaza bolts, and and now you know we're going to totally nerf um, Gauss rifles. But there are some interesting ways that you know we can help those situations. You know, we're we're just looking into some ideas like um, possibly making certain weapons slightly more fragile if you do start to take critical damage within your your systems. So. Um, there's, I guess there's, there's, there's small ways that we can continue to tweak these things to just kind of make the risk-reward uh, you know, more balanced. Um, so we're always listening, always collecting that kind of data and uh, you know, trying to get the game as balanced uh, you know, as possible. Yeah, definitely fun as possible. I think that's a, a lot of people try it. Or I, I would say people, a lot of people tend to forget that at the end of the day, it's what's fun. And no one wants to play a game that's not fun unless you're playing DayZ, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, in that case, uh, I, yes, it's fun. 
uh, you know, and that's one of the things I've actually enjoyed about, uh, you know, um, matches, you know, and it's just, you know, getting down to two or three people and, you know, you're beat up and the other team's beat up and who's it going to be. And literally it comes down to, you know, in your mech and, oh, well, I have to twist to the left to protect my right side and, you know, all that fun stuff. So again, uh, Russ, uh, thank you for being on the show and, uh, you know, we'll definitely have you on again in the not so distant future. Yeah, I mean, I'll just throw a little tease out there. Obviously, the next um, there's some just awesome content coming in the next couple of weeks. Next couple of patches, I'm really excited for it, and um, you know, people will read into that big time and imagine everything's coming. But um, <laughs> I think there's a there's a steady flow of content coming. We're still just working our asses off to try and put out patches, if not every week, then every two weeks at the at the outside and, and try to put some significant content in each one. So there's some good stuff coming and uh thanks everyone for your support keep playing we'll get there i know everyone keeps wondering about community warfare uh we will set we're, we're working on a big update for you guys get a big update in your hands i'm really hoping to do that in, in the next few weeks i'm um, trying to let you guys know when when that's going to come because obviously right now i think we've got a really great game we've got a really fun game um but we really want you guys of course being able to participate in a in more of a global sort of a you know ongoing uh, system you know, rather if than i have if yes, we have please. to wait three months, if we have to wait six months, I, I'll accept that, considering I had to wait 10 years to get this game. So keep on doing Looking you, Russ, to. and we appreciate all the hard work. Then, thank again, you, sir. Thank you for being on the show. Thank sure. You. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, we're going to be moving on to community questions now. Disclaimer, Garth is actually handling some stuff on the sidelines and couldn't be here tonight. So apologize, Garth. We do miss you. I know you wanted to be here. Uh, and he said, sorry, he couldn't be here tonight, guys. He did want to be. Um, so a few of these community questions, uh, I guess we can just sort of speculate on um, like we used to do. And if there's anything specifically uh, info that we do know, we can comment on. So the first question is from Frantic Pride. And he says, or asks, will we see a more advanced version of the crit system, specifically things like the gyro, hip, leg, foot, arm actuators, and engine hits, adding effects to similar what the canon describes do you guys actually like this idea of like uh you know being like limped and gimped due to like a hip shot or an arm shot like maybe absolutely you yes. guys like that yes, i think that's so just taking so. where it's at already now and just going a little bit further into it right i mean already when you get legged you limp so it's just maybe fine-tuning uh those those crit spots or whatever right well, I yeah. think he's also talking about how in the uh, mech lab, you're you see the excel, um, the joints and stuff like that. If you have, for example, uh, the Enlo compared to other Centurions, uh, the Enlo can't move its arms back and forth because it doesn't have the uh, the part needed. So, what if you're able to add or remove those on other mechs? Well, my question is, and I think maybe this is a, a, a question that's been on a lot of people's mind. What is the benefit of having the upper arm, lower arm, you know, actuators? I mean, really, as far as functionality. And this could be something that, you know, is added. Like, hey, if your, you know, upper arm actuator, you know, gets hit, you know, your mech, your arm freezes and it's locked into whatever place it was at. You know, can you imagine your crosshairs being on like, you know, you're, you're spinning around and gets hit and next thing you know, and stuff like that. I think it'd be a really cool scene. But Stuff I like definitely... that happens in, like, for example, World of Tanks. If your yeah. turret gets destroyed, you can't turn your turret. So you have to literally turn your whole tank in order to move your and targeting. I think maybe, that's a good idea. Maybe instead of knocking it out completely... You had stuff like little repair kits or something that would speed up a repair. And maybe you just didn't get as fast of a, you know, uh, for instance, 
maybe your weapons convergence was X speed and it got decreased by, you know, 50% or stuff. So, you know, it's still, and you know, like when you, you know, you get a critical, I think that'd be really, really cool. You know? So I think, would, so his question, I'm sorry, uh, Brandon, you can speak up. Okay. This. I, I think say, his, what would be neat would be, um, actuators with, uh, certain properties attached to them as well. So if you want one that would have your arm move quicker, but it would make your crosshair maybe, uh, compared to the, your torso or something like that, a little bit slower or something like that. Just different pros and cons depending on what you want to throw in there. Well, That'd be interesting. I know like different uh, manufacturers and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, we've got a, a person in the audience, a Doomsday Monk. He says mid battle repair systems are bad. And no, I do. You know, it's one of those things where I'd have to agree with you. I'm like, eh, you know, I wouldn't want it to be like a consumable like World of Tanks or something. But they could do something like a little mini game or something. You know, like you read about the novels. You know, they put out fires, they shut off you know circuitry in their mechs to you know help things. So you really quickly play tic tac toe and then it fixes. Yeah, it. I mean, you know, or you know hey you took a hit and you know something i mean it's something you know to add out there and you know if not i mean it's just ideas i'm sure the question was will we see more advanced versions of the crit system and so i, don't know. I think to speculate you know i mean the mini game thing is going a bit far but i think that they they kind of already have this with the legging and my guess is that after they fix other things that are more important like um you know being able to play the game frame rates all the things that make the playability uh better up front then i would imagine that these things are stuff that they have on their list but not until you know later down the road when all the stuff that's more important and critical i mean right now the cool is thing implemented is, you know when like you're going after you know someone with a ac20 or a gauss rifle and you're going for that specific area and you take it out I mean, you don't have to take out the specific location before you can get a critical hit. So it's one of those things where maybe a notification, you know, like when you actually do it, to, you know, to someone, you actually can see like, oh, you know, uh, you know, maybe an indicator or something. I don't know. Or maybe that's something a really advanced scout pilot could tell you, like with a pilot skill upgrade of some kind. All right, good question, but we're going to be moving on. Uh, Zomboid, again, armed. Uh, thank you for uh, sending in your Interesting question. little note about Zomboid. He's actually, uh, in one of the tutorial videos that will be coming out any day now, he is featured in it right at the beginning. Just thought As I'd throw that out there. Uh, he, he, when I was recording a particular segment, he was standing right in front of me, so he was highlighted. So yay, Zomboid. All right, and he says... Advanced critical system, and of course this sort of plays off what says, such as a limited size of weapon system allowed in areas and even limiting some crit space for heat sinks and engines to force players to make more decisions in mech building, take each uh, mech a little bit more individualized than just its look. I don't think we'll see this. I think what we see already with their crit system and uh, weapon hardpoint is pretty much what we're going to see, and I, and I like it. Now, we can all be critical and say, well, if they'd have done something like Mech 4 or, um, you know, do this. But at the end of the day, you see some pretty unique setups with what they have currently. My one critique about this whole thing was that they should make each chassis unique. Right. I mean, that that was my biggest issue with Battletech and the, the build rules, you know, 150 ton to the other. And they're starting to do that with the pilot skills, you know, making one, you know, mech their top speed, you know, or getting up to your acceleration and stuff like that. So I like those little individual tweaks to each chassis. So I think that in itself, accompanying with the hardpoint system they've done, is a, is a good combination. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I mean... They already said that they're going to um, delve further into the uh, unique chassis customization, right? Like like they did with uh, Yenlo Wang and so forth. Yeah, it looks um, like it has potential for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I like that as a as a tool for them to use. I don't think we should be so bound by the tabletop rules, especially you know, considering this is a modern game in the the age of World of Tanks and League of Legends, where specific types of craft do have specific advantages and different disadvantages. I think it's just a natural evolution for Aquora Online to take, and I'm excited about it. it opens up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I just I'm... wanted to say real quick, um, unit for everyone drinking. Oh, God also cockpit. <laughs> I, I, I felt it was justified there. But very good question. I'm actually, um, you know, like I said, I like what they have. Yes, it would have been, uh, it could be different if they would have done something like, you know, I don't know if you guys realize or not, Mech 4, they didn't do a critical system. They had a hard point system, but it totally negated. I mean, you know, heat sinks you added to them was just an up or down. Uh, you added equipment, which just added weight to your mech. It didn't take critical slots. You know, so it could have been, you know, they could have done a combination of, you know, catapult or K2 in the reference. Maybe it's left or right torso would have only had two critical slots dedicated to ballistic weapons. And then, you know, the rest would have been missiles or something. They could have done that, but they didn't. And that's okay to me because again the the variety of loadouts you see is just fine it's the little tweaks to get all the weapon systems and mechs used that's where it's going to be really difficult all right the next question is from walkie <laughs> is that correct did i mess walkie, that up? walkie walkie that's what i thought and actually this is uh directed towards ng ng and he says do you guys have any plans to have any sort of community sit rep section for those don't know situational report um, of your show, maybe a spot specific to discuss notable in-game events or achievements when the aspect of the game goes live, i.e. if a mech corp, you know, takes uh, from nowhere and all of a sudden seizes up like 10 planets. And also about a tip of the week for the mechs pilots on a podcast section, a small one to two minute part with beginner tip, like staying in cover, watch your heat, use your LRMs, how to use autocans, etc. Ooh, I have a tip. Yes. Yes. Don't stand still. The Goskitty will catch you. <laughs> All right, tip. so um, specifically, it, it, obviously, uh, as you guys have noticed, uh, we're doing some videos, getting those out there for you for um, you know newer players, and you're starting to see those come out. But specifically for NGNG, as far as the community warfare and stuff like that, yes. Um, I've specifically um, told Darren multiple t- times that I cannot wait till community warfare so we can have roundtable discussions with unit leaders out there being actively engaged in community warfare, getting their discussion on what's being used, the tactics, uh, you know, stuff like uh, issues in the game, you know, balance issues, all that. We definitely feel like that's a bonus that NGNG we can do uh, even on another podcast and have that specifically dedicated to those conversations. And I feel like th- that is definitely something yeah. you guys would want and something community I warfare is going to take is going to be a big part of our show in the future i mean that's something that we're gonna we're we've been talking about it already for a year ways that we can incorporate uh daily events into our news and uh whether it's like streaming audio with news flashes or whether we're talking about it you know each week in our podcast or additional podcasts that specifically deal with news whatever um we're looking into all of the options for doing that as far as the tip of the week goes, uh, we can consider that. But really, right now, where we're putting all those tips of the week, so to speak, are in the tutorials that we're working on 
you know that you're seeing go up um, pretty much every week now uh, that'll have you know information like you know basics like staying in cover and watching your heat but also we'll have specific videos going up with specific weapon systems like LRMs and so forth so stay tuned those will be coming out on a regular basis hey some of those tips are referenced indirectly in the comic strips don't be never new. That's that's right. Even our comic has some uh, tips if you can see through the joke or whatever and get it. Don't be never noob. There you go. Best tip ever. Now, in <clears throat> regards to uh, community warfare as well, and it's it's one of those topics that it should be interesting seeing how things come out. Specifically, unit sizes. Right now, I've talked to uh, you know uh, Rayzilla, you know the Reddit group. I've talked to DHB. I've talked to First Ghost. I've talked to everybody out there. And some of these units are two, three hundred, six hundred people strong. So I'm really intrigued to see how community warfare so, and they're going to handle it. So how large do you think your unit will be compared to the other ones? <laughs> you know, 67 inches. Is that a loaded question? You know, I'm, I'm, I don't... <laughs> Who I don't will be handling your unit, Phil? I, I don't wonder about that, Craig. I just, I don't really worry. Do you use protection for your unit? Always. No, Ferrofibrous armor. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to questions from the live studio audience. Obviously, these questions would be more geared towards us because we don't have Garth here. So if you have a question, you'll X up, and Mr. Boo is going to note that, and we'll get to the first question. First question is Zomboid. Zomboid, go ahead and unmute your mic and ask away. Is it quick guys. Um, my question comes from today's patch, actually. Um, I was looking around on the Mech Lab and noticed the ECM seems to be available for every single chassis, and I was hoping this wasn't going to be the case in the game. Is there a question there? Or do you just want to yeah, comment? Yeah, do you think it's going to be? <sighs> and if it is, should it be? You know, it's a tough question because I didn't like it in MWLL. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like you know every other chassis having GECM and being able to sneak up. Now, that being said... Some things, like we've, we've stated, we need to move away from the tabletop and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I, I would have to see how it plays out in game. At the end of the day, if they implement something, and I'm not sure, I just want to see it. How enjoyable is it? Does it get used? You know, is it is it one of those functions like, would ECM only being on the Raven or a few other uh, specific mechs, would those mechs actually get used, you know, over another mech that didn't have it? You know, or is it just one of those things? Uh, you know, I mean, what do you guys think, Greg? Uh, I'm two minds on this. On one, I would like to see them chassis specific because it, it brings out mechs like the Raven and makes them more competitive against your generic light mech that could fit one or both of the modules that you just happen to need. But on the other hand, there aren't that many mechs that can actually feel the full sensor suites. And you still want electronic warfare to be relevant. So you don't want to feel like every match you have to have somebody in a Raven. You know, there needs to be some room for for players to not pick the Raven and be competitive. Or pick another mech and maybe have limited electronic warfare capability. Not the same that you'd get from the Raven, but maybe enough for their needs or enough to spice things up. I think those are important tactical choices for players to have. Well, and it depends on the strength and, and how it's implemented in the game. you got to think, if it's on the Raven or specific chassis and it's really, really strong, like, you know, you'd, like, and what I mean by strong is, like, having them on the field, like, right now, if we dropped and you had one on the field, it actually made a significant, you know, improvement to your side's chance of winning. Now, if 
it was on every or available on every chassis would having that ability so i guess it comes down to balance and like whether it adds something you know is it negligible to where you're like eh, i don't really want it i'd rather have a few extra heat sinks or maybe a little bit more armor so again how it's balanced how it goes in and again how it's implemented i, I don't even know how it's going to be implemented so um i guess one of those things is i just don't really know right now yeah i mean i'm pretty much open to seeing what they do with it um i do like balancing and i do like uh different chassis being, um, you know, valuable for different reasons. I like strengths and I like weaknesses. Uh, I don't think I'd like to see it in every mech. I'd like to pretty much see it in very specific mechs like the Raven. And if you have it, then I think because it's such a um, strong pro, then I think there needs to be the complimentary con for having it as well. You know, reasons why you don't want it on every mech. So I, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. But I'm, I don't really have an opinion until I see how it is implemented and what happens from it. Right. Like at the moment, I don't think it should be on every mech because at that point, if everyone has it, then everyone might as well not have it. That's a good. Point. Indeed. Yeah, and it needs to be balanced so that if you if you don't have it or if you do, yeah, it's I don't I I'm, I'm just gonna have to see it in game to be honest. I yeah. mean, really, it's just speculation right now. So I didn't like it in MWL, but that being said, that was a different type of game mode too. You know, it was like respawn and all that. So right. you know, I'd have to see it in context. Agreed. Thank you for your question, Zomboid. And next question is Cobra. Go ahead and unmute your mic and ask away. Hey, um, my question is a little bit more long-term. Um, first of all, represent Iron Sharks. Second, uh, I noticed that the BAP is enabled for all chassis, yada yada. Did some experimenting between it and the sensor module. For those of you that are wondering, you can get locks around 1,050. But more so, it has various other features. My question is, do you think that as more accessories, modules, and stuff come out, not only will the specific numbers change, you know, specific ranges, percentages, in speeds of increases, but do you think that they'll add different functionality or take functionalities away as they go? Don't they do that with everything now? Yeah. I, I mean, every uh, balancing processes... Yeah, I, I think you got to understand too from the game development standpoint, right? They wanted BAP. They, you know, say, hey, it's going to have this feature, this feature, this feature. They implement it. Now, when they implement it, they don't know how. I mean, they have an idea of what I want it to be used for. And here comes the whole, you know, the devs. Well, we meant it for it to be used this way, but the players use it this way. So I think it's one of those things where its range, its effectiveness is all up in the air once it goes live. I mean, it's sort of like what we talked about last week. You know, um, or actually with Russ itself and some of the others, is they implement a feature. They even with a QA team, even with all of that, they basically have no idea really what the players are going to do until they get it out to everyone. So until everyone in this channel, until everyone and their mother who's playing the open beta gets it and how they use it, and then they're like, oh, yep, see what they're doing over there. Yeah, totally not what we expected. Yeah, I mean, you can test all you want, but you can't test with 10,000 people. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. If you're running an open beta, you have to go to the general populace at some point. If you find out that on that scale it doesn't work, then, you know, change it. I think, uh, case in point, it's something like, uh, you know, like EVE Online. You know, basically, players do things with the game and mechanics that were never even expected, you know, what the, the players, or the devs, like, you know, meant for, so... Yeah. I hope that answered your question, Kabura. 
Yep, thank you for your question. Uh, Boo, who's next? Omega, unmute and ask away. Uh, good evening, guys. I kind of have a two-part question. First part's frivolous. Yes. Oh, Why no. is George muted? Did he do something bad? Or Yes. Oh, very, God. very, very bad. And you know what? I will never forgive him. Naughty, naughty George. Par for the course for I George. I mean, God. Why would you do that? No, that's George. Caterpillar over it. That no, is just I... because George, uh, that he chose to do that. He came in late, and he's just wanting to listen and have fun with you guys in the live studio audience today. And he's probably drinking. Um, on to the more serious question, though. Um, I was talking with some of the guys about the cataphract today, and we've noticed a trend with a lot of the new mechs that keep getting introduced that um, they have a problem with their heads being shot. Like, It seems like every new mech needs to have a hitbox just adjustment it's it's nuts you guys think this is going to continue or they're going to start adjusting it before they come in i think they do adjust but i think the thing that uh, I'm, I'm about to stroke everyone in this audience epine whoa um you guys including yours wow my yes including myself i'm about to stroke everyone's epine right now you are better than probably the qa team and the devs and everyone uh, by far so really when it comes down to it someone maybe on the QA team or someone the mm. devs testing all these out you know you guys turn around and you're able to you know core that mech from you know such range with such weapon put that AC2 shot specifically every single shot right on the CT or left horse or head so one of those things is they really don't know until they get it out there and see you know what are, what are what's really happening and again this is just using your audience to test features and if they didn't wouldn't that be the problem wouldn't that if they didn't take those features like saying hey remember the atlas and the hunchback and the, especially the catapult god you used to be able to like cockpit those from a mile away so i'm wondering it, if this is an age thing for me uh and no offense amir at all to your question and it's a totally valid question but um i just have and maybe it's from having kids i don't know but i have so much patience that these things don't bug me like i just know that things are being thrown out there to test and things will be tweaked and um, you know, a month from now, assets are going to be different and game mechanics are going to be different because they're constantly making updates. None of this ever bothers me that it's not perfect when it's put into the game. Is it just me? I mean, what do you mean? You have patience and sense? Yeah, <laughs> patience. It's no, this... no. Look, that, that's and again, not... I'm saying I wasn't I wasn't insulting you, Omega, at all. I think your no, question is totally honestly, valid. Uh, you know, it's actually interesting because like the Atlas. Remember, you used to be able to shoot any part of the head and you used to, you know, like cockpit headshot and then mm -hmm. topple over and it'd be awesome. Right. It does have a giant head. Yes, <laughs> it does. It does, but the cockpit is only in one part of it. And so, you know, if you're not shooting specifically the left eye, I've, I've seen people standing literally freaking 20 meters, 10 meters away from an atlas shooting at its head and they're aiming at the wrong part of the head. And then they're getting frustrated that they're hitting the CT. So again, it's it comes down to player's time. awareness, you know. So um, I think it's one of those things where they bring something out, they throw it to the masses. Oh, hey, yeah, it's definitely getting you know headshotted too often. We probably need to look at that. The problem with I, what I would have is if PGI said no, no, it, you know, which they're not doing. They're actually, you know. So. All right, we have time for two more audience questions. So Boo, who is next? Psychosis, go ahead and unmute your mic and ask away. Uh, one one long question, kind of, and then a comment about uh, the patience question earlier. Five children, I understand patience. <laughs> so excellent, excellent perspective there. Uh, I don't have some kids. of us older players. 
now on to the question. Um, I, I know the hot topics and everyone has a, a laundry list of things that they think need addressed and are the focal point of should be the focal point of the patch and there was discussion earlier about that as well but i want to hear from from you guys the guys that we come here to listen to week after week the ones that that either verify our position or make us think harder about our position and and then seek to support or not that position what do you think the, the PGI timetable is on addressing these issues and getting these fixes into place versus the, the opposite side of that position where they're going to start losing those loyal diehard players that really make the core of this game. Mm, that is a big question. That's a loaded question. Multiple topics. Um, <laughs> Many t- tons of ammo there. Um, Psychosis, I think... Uh, it's actually a really good question, and what I mean by that is, it's really tough. I'm sure as a game developer professional, I'm just nobody. You know, I, I piddle around in you know the the game design aspect and stuff like that. But I do know how things work, and it's one of those things where I want to see collisions go back in. I want to see you know all the features in the game right now, and want to see my damn uh, Timberwolf, you know. I want to see all of these things. I want to roll out with aces and raffle stomp, you know, half of you out in the inner sphere and go haha. But Hell the yeah. reality of things are, things take time. I mean, you got to think, in a work hour day, you know, let's say it's, you know, 10 hours or, you know, however many, nine, whatever. How many days are there a week? They're only x big of a team you can't expect you know them to go out of the way and hire a buttload of staff and you know blah blah this and they're a company they're following a specific you know line of progression and i'm just as frustrated i think we can take it a step further phil in that we've had some insight into the you know into the inner workings of uh these games being designed and I can absolutely for sure say these guys are working their asses off. I mean, they're doing overtime. They're doing, they think about the stuff when they go home. They don't stop thinking about or it. Or they don't go home. Yeah, some yeah. of them don't. I'm pretty sure um, that's a sign of net addiction. But but my yeah, point is that w- they it, this, is, this is not just a simple, you put out a MechWarrior game and it's going to succeed. Um, like Russ just said earlier, you know, they, they've already invested like somewhere around $10 million into this. They have not made that back. And everything is a huge risk. I mean, this is a huge risk for their company, and they have to balance making the game as playable as possible. They have to balance bringing new people in, uh, new features. They're trying to balance everything at the same time, you know, and, and try and the, make everybody happy, which is impossible. You can't make everybody happy, but they're making the closed. I was going to say, Darren, look at the closed beta experience that we had. Then look at where the mm-hmm. game is now. Look at where the game will be in five months. And at exactly. the end of the day, me and Darren, you know, we do have an insider's, you know, look at, you know, I PGI. Just, and honestly, yeah, we do. But honestly, um, and we've, the people that say, you did this to my PPCs, I'm never playing this game again. Uh, Those people fuck are Fuck off, lying, basically. I mean, I, yeah, number one. I have to control the Darren so many times. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, oh I, I go rabid over these kinds of comments. And, and maybe you guys are saying them more lightly than I take them. But this game isn't being designed for me or Phil or you. 
It's being designed for a huge, hopefully, group of people, um, hundreds of thousands, if possible, so that Millions. the Mech Warrior IP can live again, and other Mech Warrior products can be brought out, and more can be added to this game. And again, I think it's just a matter of patience. People are so emotional about this, and fuck, man, I'm I. Battletech, Battletech, and Mech Warrior has been a part of my life for a very long time. I'm as hardcore it, brother. as anybody, but I'm not going to sit here and say if you don't do this one thing the way I want it, then fuck you, your game's going to fail, and I'm out of here. I think that's a very juvenile, immature, and uh, unschooled method of looking at you know game development and and these products that we want. So I think it's just a matter of patience and uh, controlling your emotions, which right now I'm not doing. As we say in Eve, adapt or die and harden the fuck up. No, and I agree. So it's one of those things that was actually psychosis. That was a great question um, because I think at the end of the day, um, I've been, I think, referred to as a PGI suck dick and blah, blah, blah a few times by a few people out there. But at the end of the day, I just want the game to be successful. And I'm not going to be some negative Nancy out on the forums. Now, that's a difference being critical being critical we should all be critical i'd want just as much as any one of you and to use to to anybody say oh i'm, I'm a bigger battle tech fan than you or all oh, this guess what we're all in it together and uh, i'm gonna be supportive yeah i'd yes. just like to remind everybody that there is a definite difference between oh my god catapults suck and hey you know what i think there's a little bit of a balancing issue with catapult huge difference and the uh second one gets listened to much more than the first Anyway, great question. Thank you for asking. We have one time for one more quick question. Boo? <laughs> You're right. Uh, I'm going to say Asaya. Asaya, go ahead and unmute your mic. Ask away. All right. I apparently am still over in House Corita. Hey. Hey, buddy. how you doing, buddy? Welcome. I'm doing fine. And yes, you pronounced the name perfect. Yay. You win a House Corita cookie. <laughs> Thank you. Here, those are delicious. He likes chocolate chip. Mm. So yeah, my question was to... Uh, Russ, but I see he had to bail, and I understand. He's a developer, busy man. So I'll bring it to you guys. Uh, my problem, my question has to do with uh, the matchmaker and balance. I know the uh, current hot topic is uh, groups or, you know, making sure all these other things, but mine is, you know, with the way we're currently balancing by weight class. It seems very silly to me when there's already a battle value system in place that helps make everything nice and, you know, even. Uh, do you think we should move to that, or do you think we will, or what? I think it depends on the situation, to be honest. Um, I think if we're talking pre- or post-metagame, if we're talking po like once the metagame's put in and everything like that, uh, I think it should be whatever you can bring. There should be no balance. You bring what you bring. Then again, we might also get in the problem of Atlas lances, but we'll get to that when it comes to it. But right now, I would like to see a little bit more balance um i don't want to start getting rolled again well let, let's let's break it down first if we're talking about random matches um i think they need to do a um have a matchmaking that takes into account your mech your, your your loadout but also your skill now the cool thing is they're basically collecting all a bunch of analytical data every single time every mech you take every time you drop if you're in a group how many how much damage you do what damage you could have done i'm actually i would love to see that by the way and all of this information that they gather can be put into a number. Uh, you know, it can put you in a category. So, you know, uh, low skilled, medium, you know, high, ace, and stuff like that. Now, 
behind the scenes, they could definitely use this for a matchmaking system. Now, does this affect majority of people in this room? Um, yes, during your random matches, just making C-pills. But the majority of the time, all of us are going to be playing competitive matches for planetary. Now, that side of the house, non-random, but this is more specifically for community warfare, I think you should be able to take what you want whenever you take. Now, that being said, what needs to be working, what has to work to make it not an Atlas Fest during competitive play, uh, play is the role warfare. And you're starting to see it. Everyone knows, I mean, you get a, a few Jenners out there that cause havoc, LRM support, you know. It, that's the thing w that has to work, is that, that, that role warfare, information warfare, and then, of course, the mech warfare. If you can combine some way of, well, why don't you want to take just all atlases? You know, what? why would you want to bring these other things? And it comes down to the mechs, the equipment, how they implement, you know, how you get information and stuff like that, if that makes sense. That's why I'm waiting so much for community warfare. When we're doing these Merc contracts and we're dropping down, we have no idea what we're going to be going up against. You're going to be going, well, in this particular mission, it would be great to have some lights to do this or mediums or heavies or whatever, and not everybody being an Atlas. Um, I, I really do think it's apples and oranges, the, the random battles and the, the, you know, the more competitive gameplay that will come in with the community warfare. And I think all that matters, whether they're using battle value or calling it something else, is just some kind of balance so that people can do uh, both of those game modes and have a good time. You know, it sucks to be in a random battle and you're just playing by yourself, lone wolf, and you jump in and the other team's all atlases and your team's a bunch of lights and mediums. Uh, that sucks. So I think they have to do something to uh, rectify that problem, and they have. And whether that's and the best thing or not, we'll let's see. Put it in, let's put it in context. Um, Greg, uh, me and you have played uh, Eve for years. And the great thing, yes, it's a sandbox. But anytime a specific group in a specific context, like a certain type of battle, always comes in with the same setup, what eventually happens to them? Well, after about two or three times, if they're lucky, uh, whoever they're fighting will bring a hard counterfleet, and they will get owned really so, hard. If, if we put in context of MWO right now, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and speculate here. You'll know ahead of time, in a community warfare sense, what map you're going to be at, but you don't know specifically what side you'll spawn at. So units can go in there and practice because you know they've already stated you'll have a training area. So you'll already have a game plan. And if, you know, this is where it's going to get really interesting. You know, people talk about, oh, well, street cats and gossip holes and this and that. At the end of the day, we're all going to min-max. We're all going to think our setup is better. And, oh, well, you know, hey, Aces always brings this setup in this particular map. This is the really fun part. All the, the fun and nuances Amen. I'm really looking forward to. And we can have on this show we can we can get those guys on and 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 talk about you know what's going on like i said there are going to be units uh, that sit down create manuals and tactics and all of this and i'm so looking forward to it and so, even to oh, to, to apply it to another game world of tanks you know uh clan wars it's, when you go into a clan battle everybody doesn't bring a tier 10 heavy tank um you have to number one there's knowing your enemy and knowing what they may or may not be doing uh but also i've seen like for example in a clan war a t50-2 is a, a top tier light but it's like tier five go in and literally on its own not from shooting but from scouting uh destroy half the other team who are all in tier 10 heavies and so it's really um you know it's i think the the whole balancing issue is going to be interesting and 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 stuff that i'm going to look forward to seeing is what people field what what kind of uh mechs use are 
best for what kind of situation. And no matter how good your setup is, there's always going to be a counter to it. That's actually a very good uh, point, Aaron. What a, you know, you go in with a plan, it's going to go to shit as soon as you have enemy contact. All right, guys, we're going to be moving on. Great question. Uh, and specifically, we're going to talk about MechRaw Online. Now, with weekly screenshot 24, the, the one thing that I like about this, one, it highlights the Yenla Wang um, and the c- Cicada. Now, I was watching a match earlier, and literally there were three or four Yenla Wangs, and um, I was just going to kick out of it because, you know, they all took off like bats out of hell and were in a group together. And I was like, oh, look, it's a pack of wangs. I know, I know. <laughs> Boo, you're Terrible in trouble. Film. It's like uh, watching gay porn, bunch of wangs. You know, the, the girls never came. They never came. No, we didn't. All right, so that's Screenshot 24. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, insert uh, your guys' opinion about Screenshot. It's cool, Screenshot. You know, I, I like them. Obviously, uh, you know, we've got the Cataphract info. This was actually spotted uh, before the, the mech came out this week and has, uh, obviously, if you haven't been to the website, you can click on game and you click on battle mechs and then you can actually go to the individual profiles and it shows the stats, the tonnage, the firepower, armor, heat efficiency, and max speed. Yeah, this was about a week and a half ago that I stumbled across this. Yeah, and the cool thing is you can visually see the differences in each one. You can, um, whether it's stats and actually aesthetics as well. I'm actually really liking that, you know, each one is a little bit different. And then, of course, we got our first uh, contact of the Cataphract with Screenshot 5, a 25, I should say. And then we rolled into another topic about regarding third person. Now, this was Garth basically saying... You know, hey, Russ accidentally let slip about third person, and oh my god, I de- our website. I, I have to say, controversy is great for our traffic and our listenership. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all that aside, <laughs> it does drive me crazy, but yeah. So I'll, I'll let you. Rationale would be appreciated. I'll let you guys know on a little say We we actually had no idea if Russ was going to drop that bomb in our lap, and uh, it was actually. I was, I was sort of taken aback about the reaction the third person caused just for the fact that I thought he was very clear. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier. Um, oh, let's not talk about it again. Yeah, I know. I know. So, so in general. Um, Phil, Phil, Phil. Let's it did double our website traffic, hold on, hold on. Let, let's again. Just, let's just talk about this. On the forums, on their forums, there was two threads created. An official one that was stickied and an unofficial. Uh, there was over, over, like... 90,000 views and 3,000 plus comments on both of them. It was insane the amount of people and just uh, you know, and it, the sad thing is most of those views are probably from the, the 200 people, but uh, it is horrible, it is. Refresh, horrible refresh, refresh. statistics. Yeah, uh, anyway let's move on from that. Um, ask the devs 25, huh? Now, with the Ask the Devs, um, basically it was Garth sitting down and answering these, uh, best to his knowledge. And they asked, uh, one of them was, of course, will collisions ever be back in the game? Uh, but more importantly, how about crunching and grinding and sparks and, you know, basically effects? And, of course, they would love to do that. Um, but basically they have to make sure that collisions are back in the game before they can do any of that. So uh, I'd like the whole screen shape. It's already sort of there when you get hit with the LRMs or, you know, AC round and stuff like that. Um, so do you guys want to see any other ones when it comes to collisions? Can you think of anything? 
anything and everything. I mean, the more they can add, uh, as long as they're prioritizing, which they seem to be doing, you know, they're not getting too far into the um, bells and whistles until they get the core mechanics of whatever functionality down, which is, I, I approve of that. Now, question about uh, Crossfire and SLI, which I felt was really important because a lot of you guys, including myself, I have a, a dual GPU setup, but I can't utilize it right now, which is sort of a pain in the ass. Um, and they basically said they're actively working on it as they speak. And I'm actually really interested to see that being in the damn game. So, Devs, if you're listening, I need my extra GPU performance. Help me out here. And if you don't put it in tomorrow, I'm going to quit the game. And ask ah. <laughs> yeah, fail, fail. Uh, patch notes went up today for today's patch. Uh, some pretty interesting stuff in there. Bes- besides the cataphract, the four variants that we've all been talking about. Uh, some pretty interesting uh, additions to the game and fixes and so forth. I think if someone, it's its widely known, something about jump jets on the wrong variant. Yes. This... So again, they fail. You will live. Oh, one I... of the things I did notice that it wasn't in the patch notes is that uh, in Frozen, Frozen City, uh, in the tunnels, there are no buildings. Wait, what? Yeah, there are yeah. buildings in the tunnel now. In Frozen City? Yeah, yeah. Frozen City. Interesting. I'll have to see that. Haven't gotten Frozen City yet. Field oh, trip. Has anybody noticed the population? On if you go to the website and you click on maps and you click on Frozen City, the population of you know Frozen City. Yeah. Great. You know it's an abandoned city, but it still has a population of a billion. It's 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 one million one hundred thirty-five thousand. Actually, no. You're right. One point one. It's one billion one hundred yeah, five yeah. million seven hundred twenty-seven. They all live underground, close to the. To the, to the core of the planet. That actually be pretty cool. Maybe there was a nuclear winter. Ooh. Oh, possible. I don't know why you'd want to live in the cave, though. Yeah, Standing Cow says, don't eat the yellow snow. Yeah, please don't. It's all fun and games, I tell you. You don't know snow. what mechs have been through that. Now, we did have Brian Ekman on November 9th give out a specific type of map info and he basically said that it's been confirmed of a desert map and then also that an alpine map is a name of a map so alpine obviously you can go from there it'll have a bunch of rocks yeah i'm thinking frozen sea uh you know um forest colony what would alpine i'm assuming it would just be up in the like i would like to see a timberline actually have it just normal day but actually just trees lots and lots of pine trees lots and lots of obstructions of vision can you imagine like having a high perspective and you're looking down on all the trees and you can't see any enemies but then you just start seeing this line of trees being knocked (laughs) over and just just, like snaking through the trees (laughs) and you're like hmm i wonder what's out there guys they must have ecm so actually that'll be that would be with infernos set everything on fire Everything, everything must burn. Yes, like, like the Mad King himself on Game of Thrones, Harry Targaryen. All of your oh, Mega I mean, Mech nightmares come true. Are we talking about Mech Battletech? All right. So the next thing uh, on list is DirectX 11. We've actually had a lot of people um, asking about that. I'm curious about it. I'm not too concerned about it until the game later. So basically, courtesy of Matt Craig, and this was on the ninth as well. And they basically said that after integrating Cry um, 3.4, they had a number of issues with the DX11 implementation, and they basically had to push it out of production. 
they're basically working with uh, their partners to address it and get it, you know, ready for internal testing and stuff like that. So eventually, once it passes QA, it'll be pushed into into the game, which I think a lot of people get confused too. They hear DirectX 11 and they think, yes, more features, but more performance. It's actually more solid performance. DirectX 11 usually runs better, um, at least on my experiences, than DirectX 9 on my systems, especially with 64-bit and uh, all that fun stuff. So hopefully, if you have the system that can back it, it you'll actually get the performance boost in, in as well. The important thing here is that it's coming and that they're not just going to throw it in and have it not work. They're going to make it work right and then put it in. Well, and even if it doesn't work exactly right, it'll eventually get fixed. Yep. So did you guys read uh, on November 15th the in-current development, some changes to the weapons? Did you guys give this a read? Yes. Now, Brandon, what were your thoughts when you when you looked at this? Ace-2s are fine where they're at. I, I don't know, man. I kind of want them to be a little bit better. No, I love AC-2s. Um, they did say that the AC-10 and the 20 do need a boost in the yeah. damage department. It, it, everyone and the well, projectile speed. Now, I'm going to go out on limb and really say I would have loved to see them actually use real-world velocities for rounds. Do you know oh, how fast sweet. a 120-millimeter round moves out of an M1A1? It's about like 3,000 meters a second. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, all right? Like but that being said, yes. Um, like that being said, I do think the AC-10 and 20. The reason being is when you're engaging up close and you're pulling the trigger and you're missing because the rounds aren't going quick enough and you're 200 meters away from your target, there's a problem. I mean, there, it would be like you blink and it would already have hit your target. So, yeah, I think that would be really, really neat to implement once they have much larger maps. Oh, yes. All jokes aside, though, um, I did like that where they're stating what they're planning. The PPC gets an EMP-like effect. More rock. I really want to see more rocking in your mech, uh, your command couch. Like right now, I don't really rock. Feel... Yeah, I don't. I'm getting metal. knocked around by AC2s or AC20s or anything really. Um, I don't really feel like it's hindering my ability. They did this... say. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, this is, you know, it's hard to have this many types of weapons and then set about balancing them all. Because what they're trying to do is make every weapon at least viable, even the machine guns, which, you know, aren't viable against other mechs in the tabletop, but they're going to make them viable in here. I think Um, we just had a conversation about that, didn't we? mm -hmm. That's a hard thing to do. And so... Uh, I think what you know what they do is they take all the game info that they gather and they see which weapons are being used the most. They see which ones are not being used at all or not enough, and they balance to make it so that everybody can pick uh, a weapon and it will be useful and viable. It's but that's a tough task. Yeah. All right, guys. Obviously, we have to move on because we still have a little bit to cover. Uh, we've got a post talk. Obviously, you guys can keep up with the whole third person stuff on the forums. There was a post by Brian today about it, and you know he cleared that up as well. Nothing new or crazy about MechWare Tactics uh, this week, other than there's a few more mods announced. We've got a link for that. And as well as, if you didn't listen to Mech Devs and Beer number three, it was a really, really good uh, podcast with uh, James and uh, Tully and Chris from... Chris uh, and James from Roadhouse Interactive talking about MechWare Tactics. It was an awesome show. Those are really cool guys. They uh, You just guys like... are going to love the fucking game. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say it. I'm going to go out... 
on record, you guys are going to love the fucking game. Let's just put it out that. The fucking game. I already the love fu- that. You're gonna... but also yeah, I'm sure it's... a number of you already love the fucking game. Yes. I but, love uh... the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, George. Thanks for piping in, George. Bye, George. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Tactics is going to be amazing. Uh, it's right up, at least Phil and I's alley, and a lot of the people that we play with every, you know, on here. Um, that have been playing uh, Mega Mech and so forth. It's just going to be cool. I mean, it's got You're so much. It. Yeah, it's got it's so awesome. many cool features, and you know the the ease of being able to play with multiple people on your own schedules and everything. It's just going to be an awesome game. So I hope to play a lot of you in that game. All right, guys. Um, I want to move on to the BattleTech and the board game specifically. Um, me and Darren are actually still in talks with uh, Randall Bills. He loved being on the show so much, and we loved having him on. He was a great guest. We're going to actually try to get him on quite often. And uh, he just had a trip, and he's coming back. And so we're going to try to get in contact with him, even some possible giveaways and stuff like that. So keep in tune with that. Actually stopped at a local uh, like uh, armored games shop here. I went in. There was no Battletech stuff. And there was like, uh, I would say there's about 30 people in there playing, you know, Warhammer and some of these other stuff. I was actually a little bit disappointed. I went up to the um, counter and I was like, hey, you know, do you guys do anything with Battletech? And then they actually said this. There's a group in my area that comes in every once in a while and plays. They set up and stuff. So I'm going to actually get them my information. So when they go there and maybe just maybe here in you know the Raleigh Cary area. We can pictures or didn't happen. Yes, yes. I'll be. I'll roll in with my No Guts No Galaxy T-shirt and just be like, and your Let's iPhone and take a bunch of pictures. I will. Hey. And I'll, I'm. I'm gonna do it. So, hey, can I have a No Guts No Galaxy hockey jersey? Ooh. I'll take pictures. We'll look into that. That'd be a great idea. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, moving on. I'm gonna keep that one. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was about to hockey say something. Jersey. Hell yes. On the ice, you know, I, I will my mouth is open. It. I'm wanting to make comments, but I, I'm biting my we're tongue. We're moving hardcore. on to actually some very cool news. All right, um, Mechware Living Darren Legends is going to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, Mechware Living Legends. Um, they've actually gone through a little bit of leadership change. I've been trying to uh, get some news, see what's going on. There's actually been really no news. Uh, the website was down for a little bit. Now it's back up. This is what's going on with the mod. They're actually doing some general asset texture optimization. There's been a lot of issues with the VRAM and it filling up. They're adjusting that to basically all the assets. They've completely changed the heat mechanic and coolant structure of the mod. No longer can you just go around and just, you know, alpha, alpha, alpha. Pretty much they're going back to some of the default, uh, you know, ways things are done. Heat actually matters. Yeah. Uh, Weapon balancing, uh, they're always adjusting that. One of the cool things they're doing is they're doing a burst fire for the UAC 10 and 20, uh, which is really cool. Coming soon is the Chimera and the Warhawk, so clan assaults and, you know, IS medium. They're changing a lot of the variants that were included into the mod that weren't specifically intended, obviously with a lot of fingers in the cookie jar in the past years. And of course, uh, there's progress on the battle armor. I hated battle armor when playing because they drove me nuts and I hated it. Uh, but they got the genome and the phalanx coming out. Yes. Isn't it just gnome and phalanx? It's just Pretty sure it's gnome. The gnome. And it yes. is cool. It is indeed. I hated the battle armor just as much as you, but I think that uh, adding more in uh, variants is a great idea. Oh man, yes. I loved playing battle armor so much. 
just because I could hear you yelling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I did not. Actually, a lot of people didn't like the BA because they would pester you, but they're really great on certain maps like Thunder Rift and stuff. They worked really well. A lot of map optimizations, ELRMs are getting uh, tracking better. They've got a new jump jet system in. It's called Combat Jump Jets, basically more thrust, less heat. And, of course, there's a new mech HUD actually being tested uh, right now. It's in test phase. It's pretty much done. And they're they're going to try to get a patch out at the beginning of December. So keep that in mind. If you haven't tried MechWarrior Living Legends, obviously you can download the mod for free. You do need Crisis Wars to play it. That's the only drawback. But you can catch it on Steam for like 5 bucks every once in a while. should be coming up here soon. Uh, Steam still usually has a winter sale closer to Christmas and usually drops down to 5 for the uh, maximum edition. There well. you go. So um, you don't actually, it's really, it's the setup for Living Legends is so much better than it was freaking two, two and a half years ago. It used to be a pain in the ass now. It was brutal. Yeah, now it's I almost didn't play because it was so hard to set up. I remember I got you into it and you were like, Phil, it's not working. It's just really frustrating. It's super simple now. Oh, and we should note we should note it's Crisis One that you need, not two oh. or the upcoming three, because there are multiple versions of Crisis. And then the icing on the cake, the reason above all other reasons that you want to check out MechWarrior Living Legends is because George Ledoux, as Duncan Fisher, makes a very strong presence, and you get to hear a bunch of his creative Solaris and funny lines. Arena. All I'm saying, MWO. I would love the Solaris Arena. It's actually, I would. I'm gonna say it, it's my favorite thing in MechWarrior Living Legends, and unfortunately. Once it came out, everyone played it, and it's one of those things where you can play it for you know a while, and then you want to drop into another you know game type and then come back. Freaking hilarious! And George used to, oh, Duncan Fisher would be like, "Oh, hello, Mad Kitty," and then I'm like, "Great, now everyone knows I'm in my freaking Timberwolf." Thanks. Oh yes, now everyone knows I'm in my Raven. Thank you, Duncan Fisher, up in your press box, raining on my parade. Thank you. I think you. we need to do. Um some more crisis warhead crisis wars giveaways um so maybe the next show we'll do that again and yes i'm specifically that george did so many lines for him freaking hilarious i mean some of the originals and mech 4 and some new ones really good stuff so again um and then that was actually before i i got to know george so it was sort of funny you know coming full circle now we have him on the show again george awesome amazing work buddy hey and phil by by any chance is that a train in the background no maybe i heard a train maybe no. i wasn't pressing check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. do you live near a train now phil i'm wondering if the train is going to become the new garage door maybe okay. public you transportation awesome. i've got trains i've got a hospital i can do it all here and again guys i've i've done a pretty good job i think this week of letting people know about we do need help we do need your support and, uh, you know, it's one of those things we knew the donation process is a little convoluted. So, again, we got that tip jar and we're basically asking for support. Um, and it's one of those things I feel personally, if I don't ask and you never give, whose fault is that? That's our fault. So, again, please, if you can, $2, $5, $10. Some of you can donate million dollars. And I feel like we have a great track record. We have a year of doing this, and we're going to continue doing this. And we want to move to VidCast. I know a lot of people love video. We want to do VidCast, and so we want to move towards that. But in doing so, we need your support. If you like the show, if you like the comic strip, and you like what we do, please, again, support that. And, then, uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for those who are contributing already. And uh, we look forward to uh, a year from now. That's right. A year from now, we could be doing video cast, uh, naked. Who knows? Uh, Whoa. 
So send that money in. Hey, I'm not saying who. What am I doing? (laughs) Anyway, so you all heard that. Support us. We'll see what we can do. What we're saying is nothing's off the table. That's right. We're considering all options. Good to know. Including clothing. Now, now I ask you guys every week, Facebook, we've got 1,542 likes. Amazing response. (laughs) You know, I'm almost not even looking. I used to kind of look every day to see, but now it's just growing so fast. Uh, Wow. If, if you're not on, or if you are on Facebook, give us a like. If you're not, it's an actually easy way for us to post up information and you guys get it right away. Because a lot of the times, you know, you may not go to the website all the time, you know, and it's a good way for us to get information to you. Give us a like. If you don't like Facebook, if you don't like social media, that's cool. Go to our website, register. You only have to do it once. It's a really easy process. It's only a few questions and boom, you're good to go. So but again, for example, like today, you posted up the uh, little postcard image of uh you know when the podcast was because this obviously isn't our normal wednesday so quick things that we need to get out to our listeners and so forth we're going to put on facebook because it's just an easy way to do that um including like the piranha hunt tomorrow and our comic always goes up on there so it's a good source of immediate ngng and battletech mech warrior news use it if you can like us also don't forget twitter you can uh tweet us tweet us at um no guts no galaxy our twitter is like an abused stepchild it just i just Oh, I no, better actually, with that thing. I would advise not using that because that is unfortunately older slang for something that you probably don't want to do on air. Uh, twatter? What? Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, specifically Twittering. Twittering. Mm, we're not going that far. No, Anyways, thank, thank you again for or everyone. Are I'd, we? I'd like to thank uh, Darren, our new members, Dave, he's been working around clock, and Adam on the new website, and everyone else, part of the crew. Thank you so much. George by the way uh does an amazing job with the um the podcast ads and and the bumpers he just uh sent some more in there's going to be some funny some classics and i think bb did some too with him is that correct no bb didn't do that with him yet although we have that on the plate to do in the future um bb is working with me on some other things uh for the for the basically the new intro to the podcast she's also doing a wonderful job so some new stuff going to be coming out it's fun to listen to and of course uh, george's stuff is always hilarious and if you live in the u.s i want to say happy thanksgiving um we're going to be obviously not doing anything really except eating turkey getting fat and all that fun stuff and we'll see you next week and with that i just want to leave you with something i have a unit out there that's actually doing a um, i would say a parody of bohemian rhapsody song it's gonna be really awesome and i will share that with you guys next week hopefully real quick did anybody listen through the entire outro song on the last episode and listen to what came after it sure did I'm wondering if anybody in our live audience did, because some people probably just stop right when they hear the music. Anyway, uh, if you haven't listened to podcast number 51, go to the ending uh, song, listen past it. There's a nice little uh, funny commercial there from George that he did from another project a while ago. Uh, Good listen. Spoilers. And again, thank you, our live studio audience and everyone for supporting us and making it what it is. And we look forward to doing this and seeing it where we are a year from now. So this has been your local No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick L. This is Greg. This is Laura. Until next time, Mech Warriors. It'd be best if you avoid me. But I know you probably can't. 
You sense something is wrong with me You can feel it on my skin But there is more with it Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot
If you want to be sure to get the best power for your mech, be sure to buy an XH970 Stellarator Fusion Plant. Using the absolute latest in cutting-edge technology, the Stellarator is a modern marvel of design and function. Here's how one of the engineers that helped design this latest model explained it in layman's terms. Well, for the Stellarator, uh, we generate a quasi-helically symmetric magnetic field structure uh, using nothing but GP4 plasma injectors. And uh, with our patented tertiary field subsystem, you can bet this core will keep your mech moving uh, until the last bit of your mech's ferro armor gets stripped away and you are instantly vaporized by the fusion reaction. <laughs> Remember, buy only Stellarator fusion plants, the Inner Sphere's premier fusion power plants.